At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Hey there, welcome into your Wednesday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and the WNBA season is kicking off on Friday. Most of the show will be spent talking about the WNBA, but we are going to kick things off in today's show with the MLB. Of course, the Angels and the Dodgers both in action on Wednesday, both coming off of law of or not both the Angels coming off a loss, the Dodgers coming off a win over the Giants, who have been on the struggle bus lately. Angels at Red Sox Wednesday, 4 10 p.m. Pacific time. That's game two of three. And also on Wednesday, Giants at Dodgers. That's game two of two in this uh, little two gamer series. That's at 7 10 p.m. Pacific time. And then, like I said, WNBA preview. We're going to talk about the bigger picture, if you will the additions, who we like, who we don't. And we will preview, I will be previewing the four games that are going on on Friday in Friday's pod. But we're going to think a little bit more macro in this discussion. And when I say we, I do have a guest, not just me talking to myself. Brendan Glasheen having the discussion with me about the WNBA, who he likes. He does play-by-play for the Connecticut Sun. He also does work with DraftKings. So uh, you may remember him from last WNBA season. We had some great discussions leading up to the championship. And I know he's going to have a soft spot for his son, and he absolutely should. They're high in the odds. Uh, They got short odds because they're a solid team. They have, what, the MVP, the coach of the year, all of these lists of great players, and yet fell short in playoffs. So we'll see what his thoughts are on all of that. But first things first, we always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bat River Sportsbook. Let's start with the Dodgers. Minus 250 to win the NL West still, plus 225 to win the NL, and plus 475 to win the World Series. 
Uh, they are back in action, like I said, 7, 10 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday versus the Giants, game two of two. The Dodgers are the heavy favorite again here. You're going to have to lay close to $2 on them. Run line's the way to go with the Dodgers, and they did squeak that out in Tuesday's game, winning 3-1. to one. The Giants did put up a run in the top of the seventh when that pitcher switch happened, but the Dodgers were able to hold it down. They have a great bullpen as well. Total's going to be low for this one as well, and I wouldn't be surprised to see another under here. I mean, you could bet the under mid-game in this Dodgers game on Tuesday was still at six and a half, five and a half. I took it, and it still cashed because only four runs were scored. So Dodgers doing a nice job of dodgering. That's what I call it. The Angels, plus 260 to win the AL West now. That's just a slight move. That was 275 on Monday. Now looking at 260. 11 to 1 to win the AL, 25 to 1 to win the World Series, and they are in action Wednesday, 4 10 p.m. Pacific time uh, versus the Red Sox. No surprise that they're an underdog here. They are playing back to back games, it seems, for endless amount. I think we're up to 12, 13 games. And I remember asking Adam Burke just about this last week that they were having to play the Cleveland Guardians on Thursday at noon a game that's going to wrap up around 3 p.m., and they had to play the White Sox the very next day, travel to Chicago, and I think we're starting to see that wear and tear, so no surprise they're the underdog here. We'll get into that game in just a moment, but if baseball isn't your bag, it's hockey playoff time, and Bet Rivers has a special offer through the entire NHL playoffs. Throughout the playoffs, place three same-game parlays of $10 or more on each round and receive a $10 free bet at the end of each round. Think of it as a betting hat trick. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Create your ideal combo with same game parlays on BetRivers app or at BetRivers.com. Speaking of hockey, the NHL, the Kings won game one on Monday, four to three. Uh, we talked about this. I think we talked a lot about the different series odds you could get on the Kings to win this. I said Kings and six was a bet that I really liked. I think that was around four to one. You're not going to get that now with them up one game, but I get it. We talked about this as well. The Oilers are probably the stronger team in terms of talent, but the Kings are a proven system. They're a good system team. Whether they have the talent they need to back that up or not remains to be seen. But Jonathan Quick in veteran, in vintage, in just authentic form, 36 save game from him on Monday. The Oilers did come back from a two-goal deficit, uh, but Philip Devenault, Gets it done, scores a goal in the third period for the Kings to seal the win. So the question I really had was the Kings offense, and it looked like they found a way to win this. So Kings playoff hockey, do not count it out. Game two on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Kings at the Oilers, money line plus 170, and the Oilers money line minus 200. Where's the value? Kings plus 170. Are they going to go up 2-0? It sounds improbable. I know in playoffs we like to talk about the zigzag theory of one team wins the first one, and that means the next game the next team will win, even though that's not necessarily a proven theory uh, and isn't always successful. The value is certainly not on the Oilers here, not even on the puck line for me. You're getting puck line them minus one and a half goals at plus 123, and the puck line for the Kings is minus 148, so getting one and a half goals. I like Kings money line if I had to pick here. And the totals at six and a half juice to the under. I also lean a little bit under here. If you take Kings puck line, so Kings plus one and a half and under six in your same game parlay, that gets to about two to one, which isn't completely unbelievable. But it's also a pretty solid play, I think. I think we're going to see some solid defense in this, of course, depending on who we have in net. 
Here's some trivia for you. The Kings are the NHL best plus 13 units on the road. They are road Kings. That includes game one compared to minus 2.4 units at home. So certainly getting it done on the road. Meanwhile, the Oilers are one in nine in the playoffs since 2020, all as a favorite. So if you're asking me if I want to lay 200 with them, the answer is no. You can find all these odds and more at Bet River Sportsbook. Let's talk about baseball before we get into the WNBA. Angels in action on Wednesday. Game one on Tuesday. Red Sox won 4-0. Yes, Angels got shut out yet again. The Red Sox got nine hits, ended their two-game skid in their first game at home since their 3-7 and road trip that was just really rough for them. I think we're starting to see that for the Angels now. Again, they're playing these back-to-back games. A bright spot, Noah Syndergaard. I thought he looked really solid. 100 pitches for him. Red Sox had three runs on him, eight hits over seven innings. But really, it was the Angels' defense who didn't help him out at all. They grounded him into basically three double plays, so Angels' defense slipping up, but to be expected perhaps when you have this many games in a row. On the mound, Reed Detmers, the lefty for the Angels, he's 1-1, one 5.19 one, ERA, and 1.1 on the whip. Coming off his first win of the season, allowing just one run and two hits over five innings Thursday in that 4-1 to one win over Cleveland. On the other side, Garrett Whitlock, a righty, he's 1-1, one one, 0.54 ERA, and 0.78 whip. He'll get his third career start. He pitched three innings Thursday at Toronto, allowed one run on four hits and two walks over just three innings. So that said, not a ton of strikeouts coming from Garrett Whitlock, even though I really like that whip. That's well below one. Uh, again, very early in the statistics here, not a, that many games to look at. But I don't know, Whitlock under his strikeout prop, if anything, on it. He's only had two or more strikeouts in three of his last six games. It's not happened on the reg. So I lean a little bit under there. And also, maybe that's wishful thinking that the Angels batting will step it up. Now, you may be confused because the Angels, we've talked about this, have a league-best 431 slugging percentage. But they were shut out for the second straight day on Tuesday and third time in four games because there was twice in that weekend series against the White Sox. So Angels have lost their mojo a little bit. Mike Trout doing his best to help hold the, their head above water. But I'm not confident on the Boston side of things either. They've lost seven of their last 11 games. Yeah, they did just shut them out 4-0. to zero. Lean Red Sox in this one. But you could see the Angels bounce back here. That's the volatility of the Angels at this moment. They're winning games by scoring a ton of runs. If they can't do that... How do they get this done? It's not necessarily going to be with the pitching. So if anything, my favorite thing here would be to lean under in this game. The last six Angels games, five have had six or less runs. So I like to lean under here if you think the Angels' batting woes are going to continue, which they very very well could. If we look at the Dodgers and the Giants, both teams a little bit struggle as of late. The Giants now, after the game on Tuesday versus the Dodgers that they lost, they have lost four of their last five. Rough, rough weekend for the Dodger or for the Giants. They had some uh, COVID nineteen concerns. Players out with that, needing to get tests to get back in, uh, and a myriad of other things that seemed to go wrong. The Dodgers had lost three of their last five. They won on Tuesday, so now they've lost two of their last five. That's going in the right direction. I'm seeing undecided on the mound for LA as of right now, but the good news is the Dodgers' pitching is so solid that there's not really a pitcher I'm super. Nervous about having, I'd like to make a listed pitcher bet before I make a bet. I want to know who the pitcher is, of course, but not something that's uh, 
so difficult when you have so many strong pitchers on this staff. Really, who am I worried about most? Walker Bueller, perhaps. And that's not the worst person to be worried about, really. On the other side, Alex Wood, the lefty, will be in for the Giants. Uh, again, looking at a possible under here, the Dodgers have the second best unders record in the league, 14-6-1. and one. That's 70% of their games are going under. And you can even grab these in-game if you want to see how the first couple, you know, innings go. I find that you can still get these in the third, fourth inning, and they'll end up cashing under as well. So something to consider as well if you want to see how the first couple innings go in the game. If you're one of those people who watches a whole baseball game, congratulations. Uh, if you're not one of those people and you are already worried about the end of basketball coming, don't worry. The WNBA starts on Friday, as I've said many times so far. Let's just count it. Let's go back and let me, let me know how many times I've said it. But it begins on Friday, so Brendan Glashine and I will preview the season next. This is the Los Angeles CityCast presented by BetRiver Sportsbook. Baseball is here and BetRivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Still your host, Danielle Alvari, and happy to bring in our next guest who is no stranger to the show, Brendan Glasheen. Brendan, thank you so much for coming on because you know this is one of my absolute favorite topics for the year. The WNBA is back. Yes, it is. Yes, uh, with the Connecticut Sun this year, more specifically, it's our 20th anniversary season. But uh, yeah, it's um, it just keeps getting better every year. Looking forward to a great season. So, Brendan, for those who don't know, you can find him on Twitter at Brendan Glasheen. And he also does play-by-play -play for the Connecticut Sun, among a myriad of other sports. But right now, locking in for the Connecticut Sun season. So, um, of course, we're going to ask his opinions on that. But you get to see all of these teams, actually, throughout the season. So, we're going to talk about how these teams are looking heading into the first games that are going to be on Friday. There's going to be four games. Uh, but really, what's been stealing the headlines right now is all the cuts that have been going on in the WNBA. And... They don't have a developmental league like the NBA, so when you get cut, that's it. Some of these are pretty shocking. I mean, Seattle announced on Monday Alyssa Kunain and Reina Perez out. Vegas cut Maya Hollingshed, which was the eighth overall pick. So nobody is safe. Uh, and I think more shockingly also links waving Lashia Clarendon and Crystal Dangerfield. And Dangerfield was one of the rookies of the year, 2020 WNBA Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And that's just shocking to me that you can be a Rookie of the Year and get cut less than two years later. So what have you thought about all these cuts we've been seeing? Yeah, it's wild, right? I think it proves that expansion is needed in the league. There are too many good players that are not playing slash or don't have jobs. Mm. Um, of course, circumstances occur throughout the course of the season where a team might make an addition because of an injury or um, they get some hardship contracts available, which Minnesota will have some available, more specifically on Dangerfield and uh, Clarendon in those circumstances. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, Connecticut's had to make some cuts already. Uh, Kyla mm -hmm. Charles was a rotation player last year for a team that was number one in the league. Didn't play a ton of minutes because of how loaded Connecticut starting five was. But um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to see every year, but I think it just continues to drive home the point that expansion is very necessary. Right. And when we talk about expansion too, though, we don't have a developmental league for the WNBA, but yep. for a lot of these players, like overseas is an option at least. Yep. 
um, to kind of develop that. So they do have that, but it's unfortunate because some of these players played nonstop year round and then we see injuries as a result. Um, before we get into the teams and kind of looking at where everybody's at, also Brittany Griner, huge question mark in the room, uh, obviously detained in Russia still. Uh, ESPN actually tweeted out today, I think this is TJ Quinn, uh, said on Tuesday that she's now classified as wrongfully detained by Russia. Uh, according to the U.S. State Department, which is a major shift. That means that officials can now negotiate her release, but she's been there over two months. Um, so the season, uh, WNBA is going to put her number and initials on all the WNBA courts, and she'll also be paid her full salary while she's gone. And they announced that the Mercury have been granted roster and salary cap relief for that reason. So what do you make of all of this and how this is going to impact? I mean, obviously we'll get into the Mercury specifically, but what do you make about all this Brittany Griner? Because I, it's almost sad to me that replacing her number and her initials, I know never forgotten it. And we want to remember where she's at right now, but I also feel sad. It feels sad. Yeah. Um, agreed. We had a broadcaster's call with uh, commissioner Kathy Engelbert earlier mm. last week and it's an ongoing thing. There's uh, it's, it's a situation that the league is not familiar with. Of course, speaking with, uh, government officials in two different countries um, and trying to figure out best action possible to keep, you know, keep spirits high, but also keep people informed about what what's happening. And of course, we all want to see Brittany come back and play. And she's a she's a huge personality, a huge part of the league. So mm. it's impossible to not discuss it. But um, it's an ongoing thing. And the message from the league is, you know, we're going to do the best we can to keep her in mind, but also uh, continue to put on a, a solid brand of basketball and keep things going. And I think what they're doing um, to keep keep her in good spirits and keep her in mind as the season kicks off is 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 good. Um, we'll see how it how much effect it really has. I, I mean, once the games start, I, I hope it carries over and there's actually some meaning behind it. But Mm -hmm. On the bas on the basketball side of things, I think it opens the door for Skylar Diggins Smith to really take that next step if she hasn't already. Seeing her mm -hmm. in the finals to be a, a go-to core piece, a, a number one option on a championship team, and I think she's fully capable of that. Coming in at number five in ESPN's top 25 players, I think Skylar Diggins Smith is in for a, for a big season, and hopefully we see Brittany soon. I think everyone's. The elephant in the room is like, when, when will yeah. she be back and when can she get back on the floor? It's just there's too much going on to know. But what you mentioned there, the reporting, the latest on what she's been mm -hmm. classified as, hopefully that's a step that means right. we are closer to having her than further away from having her. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to address it. I perfectly said, yeah, elephant in the room is where is she? When is she going to be back? But they are going to be putting up the, you know, letters and the number in the meantime. That said, we can dive into these teams now. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see who your front runner is in this, because if you look at the odds, obviously people talk about the WNBA betting. It's a niche market. It's a sharps market. So mm. these odds are a little bit different, but they're kind of all over the board at different places. Some places have a team that's, you know, their front runner versus opposite of a different book. For Bet Rivers, the shortest odds actually for them are the Connecticut Sun mm. at plus 350 and the Aces also at plus 350. So they like your son. Uh, I liked your son a lot last season. I had two futures tickets and I hate betting futures tickets, but it's fun in the WNBA because the season is so short. The season is so There's short. So teams, it's not a long time. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I had the sun and I had the sky, actually. And the sun I made before the sky, I made the sky right around when Candace Parker was coming back midseason. So that was nice. But um, 
who's your front runner here without trying to be a little too biased towards your son? Yeah, I mean, I can't ignore Connecticut with the addition mm-hmm. of Courtney Williams. They do lose Breon January, who was a great defender. Um, Breon heading over to Seattle. So yeah. I, I don't, I can't ignore, I'm trying to figure out like who is the next, who is this year's Chicago? Um, mm. Like who is that team that could sneak up on team, uh, sneak up on us this year? Minnesota might be that team with Sylvia Fowles mm-hmm. having her, her last hurrah this year. But I am fascinated to see how different, and I mean this in a good way, but I'm curious as to how Vegas changes how they play. With no Liz Cambage, with Becky uh, Becky Hammond now as the head coach, I'm curious as to how she might lay the framework. But they're going to play, they're going to play a little differently. They're going to really go through Asia, which they they did previously. But I think now it opens. There's more room for Asia to to navigate in the paint and for her to really dominate all all facets of the paint. So I'm curious as to how how Asia Wilson can get back to a real MVP form. And I think it was a good problem to have with Cambage in the middle, but also the, the, the next step for um, the next step for Vegas is also can Chelsea Gray bring another level to her game. So I think Vegas rightfully so should be up there in the conversation, but they did lose a bit right with no Cambage. Um, they lose Angel as well in the front court. So those are some, uh, those are some big absences for sure. Courtney Williams being back in Connecticut. I think Kurt Williams, uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Miller, excuse me, Courtney Williams, Kurt Miller, Kurt Miller's the head coach. Kurt Miller has gotten through to Courtney. Courtney is fully bought in. Will sacrifice her scoring. She'll be out the first two games of the season uh, due to suspension. Um, but Courtney does add a scoring dynamic they did not have in the East Finals against Chicago, and that to me is where they needed to upgrade their team. They sacrificed a little defense losing January, but they have plenty of defense from Jasmine Thomas. So I'm not too concerned there, but Connecticut deserves to be up there in the conversation. We haven't had a repeat winner in the WNBA since the early 2000s, the Sparks. So wow. it's, uh, you know. The Storm didn't do it? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're right. It um, went uh, Sky Sparks. last year, Storm, Mystic, Storm, Lynx, Sparks, Lynx. Yeah, there's always been a gap year. Yep. So you got to go back to the early 2000s when LA won it back to back years. Right around when Shaq and Kobe were dominating for the Lakers, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I want to use that narrative. It's hard to repeat. And uh, look, and it, it, from the sound of it, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, they're, they're not ready to, to call it call it quits yet. Uh, at least Diana mm-hmm. says she wants to play for a long time. And Stewie coming back after surgery. I want to see what that looks like. Maybe Seattle's not getting enough love. I think at plus 500 on DraftKings, you get a little value there because if Seattle, uh, if Seattle with Jewel Lloyd also in the mix, they, they might be being slept on right now, right? And I think folks want to see what Stewie looks like. But mm-hmm. definitely Bri- Brianna Stewart with a chip on her shoulder is a, is a scary thought. But um, I think it's all I think it's all priced out pretty well um, for yeah. the most part. I really do. Yeah. Who's who do you like? Who do you think is the strongest contender? Uh, um, it's so tough. I mean, you brought up so many great storylines. I mean, Sylvia Fowles has already told us it's her final season. Yeah. But for me, I don't think that team has. I think it's pretty much her. They've made some additions. The one that's really a wild card and mystery to me is the Washington Mystics. Yes. It's really quite mystical, if you ask me. Like, I don't know what's going on with this team because now Elena Del Don back didn't play all of last season hasn't played since the 2019 WNBA final title win I believe um Alicia Clark also back healthy ready to play um so this could be a completely different looking Mystics team from last year and they weren't terrible last year they were not they were more middle of the pack and they didn't have these two star players kind of back in 
So the one note, though, of course, is they lost Tina Charles, which yes. when I saw Tina Charles of the Mercury, I thought, oh, my goodness, this is going to be deadly, especially combined with Brittany Griner. And they're, now they're really lucky that they have her, obviously, as a backup. Um, not that either of them needs to be a backup to each other, but the Mystics are the most question mark to me, but also the Aces, to your point, because they are bringing in Becky Hammond, and it does seem like a regime change. They lost Liz. Asia's there. Asia's coming for blood. We know that. Asia's not happy with how the last season ended. But I'm not fully sold, and also new coaching change on the Aces. I'm not fully sold on them. Yeah, they're going to play differently. Um, Derrick Hamby's another weapon for them. So they have six players coming back still that scored in double figures. Like They're, mm -hmm. they're dangerous. Um, yeah. And Becky, I think Becky has an opportunity to put her fingerprints on a great operation. She, she walks into a great situation. That's why you just can't ignore... Um, even if, if it takes some time for Becky to get uh, to get acclimated here, the talent speaks for itself. Like they're, they're just too good to not be be relevant out of the gate. And to your point on Washington, yeah, they, I, I'm fascinated to see how um, they work in Atkins. Maisha uh, mm -hmm. Hines Allen, I think, is a pretty good player. She was great in the Wobble a couple summers ago. The health of Deladon, what Deladon looks like. We all we were all anticipating Elena Deladon coming back last year, which she did, but it just it didn't feel right. And it kind of relates mm -hmm. to what I, I'm going to get to with Connecticut. Is we get full AT, we get full Alyssa Thomas this year too. Um, and the fact that she made a return in August or no, it was mid September last year, played in a couple regular season games. They couldn't really adjust to how they wanted to play with AT though. So. With the coaching changes in, in big markets, and of course, uh, Brondello going to New York, like New York should mm -hmm. take a step forward. You, From Mercury? You think, yep. Right? Like, if New York can figure it out with some young talent, they're going to be a handful. You don't want to play that team. They want to play up and down. They want to shoot the three, and they were a team that wanted to push they're the They're so left. fun. They're fun, I think yeah, if you, for sure. No question. If you're just getting into to watching this, too, that's a fun team to watch. Like, the New York Liberty are going to be fun, as are the Dallas Wings. Yes, uh, Arike is a thrill to watch. She's one of my favorite players mm -hmm. to watch. And like, yeah, I mean, I think it all comes down to it's how much you buy into the veterans in the league, players that have mm -hmm. had a lot of service time. So a Fowles, uh, you know, Tarasi, Diggins Smith, I think is starting to enter that prime of her career. Charles has been in the league a long time. Connecticut's got veterans. Or do you think a younger team with with a small mix of veterans like Chicago was with Parker, can someone can someone take that next step uh, at the bottom? And and that's what intrigues me most. Um, I mean, we've almost talked about every team here. I think Indiana and Atlanta need another year to kind of get acclimated. One team we haven't brought up yet is L.A. And yeah, they are on purpose. I know it's the L.A. City cast guys, but yeah, I don't know. I think the Sparks and. A mutual friend of ours, or a mutual, uh, you know, Dan Lifshatz works in the uh, betting industry as well. And Dan was on Chicago last year, but we actually discussed a future on the Sparks way back when in February. You could get them at plus five thousand. They are now at plus three thousand on DraftKings to win the title. This was the number two team, Danielle, defensively in the WNBA last year. Now Connecticut just took the league by storm defensively. So no one really talked about anyone else after them because it was such a significant drop-off. But L.A. was elite defensively. But I love what they've done with their roster. Cambage is going to thrive there. It's her show um, without mm -hmm. question. There's no sharing. Is that a the... good thing? Was is that, that a good thing? Because she's a little bit of a, a spitfire. So sure. is it a good thing that it's her show? Uh, you know, right. That could go one or two ways, <laughs> I, I suppose. That's fair. Um, 
I'm here for it though. Let me, let me make that very clear. I'm I'm excited for it, but they're they're a team. If they stay committed defensively and have a post presence, which they clearly do with with Liz and how how good she is, um, she keeps her head on straight. They're gonna be they they could be a problem. Now I don't think if I look back at the the league put out the top 25 players from ESPN. I don't I think she's the only player. And, and NECA. NECA's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the only two players that showed up in the top 25 list for WNBA players this year. But, mm. yeah, I, th- I think Liz is up for it. And if they get a healthy uh, a healthy NECA for the upcoming season, they're going to they're gonna make some noise. They're the team I would not want to want to play because defensively they're, they are well, very dialed in with Derek Fisher. Right. I absolutely agree with you there. And also they're one of the teams from last season, if I remember correctly, from the handicapping that I did – they like to shoot the three ball. It's them, it's the wings, it's um, and it's the New York Liberty up yep. there. They shoot a lot of threes, and some of those games, those will just go in. And so the Sparks were my team that I stayed away from betting a lot last season because on any given night, they could just kind of go off, and it was like, oh, well, who saw this coming? Yeah. And in terms of the additions, I also like Jordan Canada from the Seattle Storm who's been playing behind Sue Bird, obviously, from UCLA. She's from Southern California. She is tenacious. I'm excited to see her um, in action with them. So I think that they'll look a lot better. But again, still not sold on this Sparks team. And they missed playoffs last year for the first time since 2011. Do you think the Sparks make the playoffs this year? Yeah, I mean, I think if, look, top eight get in, right? So if yeah. I if I feel strongly about them as a future, I think they're de- they're definitely viable. Um, mm-hmm. Tolliver was someone who, who impressed me last year. They will miss, uh, they did lose a little bit in their backcourt, which, which, is, which is a little worrisome. But uh, if Shanae and Neca are healthy, um, with Liz, Katie Lou Samuelson is also, I think, going to be a great pickup for them. That yeah. adds to their shooting for sure. Um, Erica Wheeler was who I was thinking of. That, that's someone they're going to miss as well. Or Erica Wheeler being in Atlanta. I'm just mixing up players now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they've got they've got enough there. In, in, in as long as they stay key, committed on the defensive end with their new pieces, I think um, I think LA LA is definitely going to vie for a, a spot. They've got enough veterans. Like I, I'm a fan of their experience. Their experience yeah. can take them places. If they stay healthy and they – and Liz, you know, Liz keeps a level head uh, throughout the course of the year, I do. I think I think the Sparks are definitely viable for a playoff spot because I just don't I'm, – I'm not I'm not completely sold. We talked – so Washington I'm not completely sold on. Mm-hmm. Indiana, Atlanta I think are in rebuilding years. So then it's kind of a toss-up between Washington – and in Dallas, or even New York, at that rate, um, mm. those I think LA has got. They made enough moves in the off season to me that they're not. As to your point, they're not satisfied with missing a postseason berth. This is their time to get back in that mix. I think it's going to be a really competitive season oh, between well, a lot of these teams because there was a great, great off season for a lot of these teams. Yep. And uh, to your point about these these let's say lower tier bottom of the bottom six teams are so, cause really when we're talking about the championships, I think we focus on the top four, maybe top six teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we look at the bottom six, it's really interesting to me too, because I think these are like the young fun talent. And I think what wins so far, what we've seen, what's won and done well in the WNBA is more strong post play and yep. more veterans. And so we're talking about Candace Parker on the Chicago sky and the defensive, um, presence that she brought when she was back. 
And yeah, you have these fun young guards on the wings on the Liberty, and the Sparks are going to be shooting lights out. I really think that's going to be their approach to this. And I think that that's going to be the next wave of where this WNBA is going. But I was surprised when I watched this how how much it was dominant on that post presence, like Brianna Stewart. If if she's healthy and she's going for the storm, then they're a contender in the championship every year. Um, that's just where they're at. And then you look at Asia Wilson on the Aces, also at the top, Candace Parker on the Chicago Sky. So mm -hmm. do you think that it has to be a team that has that dominant post-present, whether it's Sylvia Fowles or Tina Charles? Like, all these teams in the top six have a player like that. Yeah. I mean, like, and, like I, I failed to mention this with Dallas. Like, they go out and get McCowan from Indiana. Like, that's a good pickup for them to have some presence inside, right? So Yeah. And the other key to it, and this is why I felt – I feel strongly about Connecticut. I feel strongly about Chicago being right there again. I feel strongly about Las Vegas. We'll see if Asia can you know, stretch out her, uh, her range a bit uh, next year. Yeah. But Stewie can stretch the floor. They're stretch bigs too, right? Yeah. Like they're, the, bigs, the, the stretch big is clearly um, very important if you have that opportunity to stretch the floor like we watching John Quill Jones shoot threes yeah. last year like she she was one of the top shooters in, she was in the three-point three shooting contest that's right yeah she almost won she almost won the whole thing right so I mean John Quill everything John Quill did last year was a huge uh step up from previous years that's why she won the MVP but no I think you're on to something experience and can your bigs are your bigs dynamic enough yeah. where they're also bringing the ball up. I mean, John Quell was bringing the ball up at 6'6", too, right? She can bring the ball up the floor. She can put the ball on the floor and make uh, make moves for make moves to navigate in the paint on her own, make get her own shot. Those are clearly things that are um, necessary to be at the top of the league, especially when we get to the playoffs and in, in crunch time when every possession matters even more. But if you can knock down the outside shot, stretch the floor a bit, and then let your guards – kind of do their thing that's why I'm, I'm anticipating a big year um Kalia Copper proved that right like Kalia yes. she she totally thrived I thought Copper was going to win the finals which I think we were talking about this during the series we time. did like yeah. I thought she was going to win MVP um but she clearly was a beneficiary of Sloot and Parker operating Sloot just kind of keeps everyone organized and then you've got that wing player who can flourish because of a very viable point guard with experience in the league in Sloot and a viable big in Candace, who's just been doing it forever. So that next piece, I think, is the key. And it's not necessarily a big three. It's really more so on any given night, you've got one, two, or three pieces that can beat you. It's not really an evenly dispersed. Well, you probably look at the box score at the end of the day, and it's an evenly dispersed um, evenly dispersed uh, stats that go around, yeah. right? But um, – yeah, I'm anticipating a big year for the teams in the top four, Las Vegas, Connecticut, Chicago, Seattle. Seattle's health is important. Vegas scheme change. I don't – I'll say this. I wouldn't bet Vegas yet. I want to see what it looks like first. Mm -hmm. Maybe you get them live. Same. Maybe they get off to a slower start. I say, Look, I'm, I'm the Connecticut Sun announcer, and I'll, say, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> just last thing as I, as I ramble on here. Um, no, yeah. The Connecticut Sun are going to play differently than they did last year. They're going to want to pick they up the pace. They need this year. to, right? Yeah. They're going to want to pick up the pace because they've got AT at full strength. And what makes her game. I love betting those unders, though. Connecticut Sun unders were money last season. True. It's very true. Yeah, because they were, I think their defensive, um, their points per game allowed was in the high. It was 67 for the season. Their, their number, 
their number they went so they won 14 in a row before the playoffs. Their their points per game allowed was like in the low 60s. It was insane. Their record when they got to se- if they scored 70 points or more, th- their record was wild. Like they only lost one or two games. So, yeah, that's the that's the give and take. When you speed up a game and you pick up the pace, you turn the ball over. They turned the ball over 21 times against Atlanta. Now that's a work in Yikes. progress. It's a preseason game. You'll allow it, but on Sunday that you called, yes. Yeah, so I think Kurt Miller has basically opened the door to challenging his personnel and challenging himself. I've got a lot of pieces here. Dewana Bonner's not back yet. She's the only person who has not been to camp yet, but everyone else is back. Mm. John, they had John Quell Jones for a full training camp for the first time since she was a rookie. So that's a bit dangerous having JJ. My question, my question really with Connecticut Sun. I mean, I look at this, I'm looking at WMA.com even. Over the past five seasons, no team has won more regular season games than the Connecticut Sun. No team. But their playoff record in that same amount of time, 10 and 11. So it seems wow. like they struggle in the playoffs, and it's maybe exactly to your point that when the game gets sped up by these other teams, they can't really hang. So it's tough because I had that ticket on them, and I thought, oh my god, they're going to be like, they're going to sneak into the championship, and then they just completely got overwhelmed. So is that something that you think is going to, that's going to be the key for them? Yes, for sure. And yeah. again, remember, like the, in the last th- the last three years, they so 2020 they don't have Jonquel, right? Mm. Because Jonquel uh, sat out the season uh, due to COVID. She she didn't want to play in the in the wobble. They didn't yeah. have Dewana yet in 19. So Dewana brings Dewana Bonner brings a championship mindset. So they haven't had, and Brianna Jones in that same time since 19 as a rookie, she has made look at her numbers from. Points per game, rebounds per game, minutes per game, field goal percentage. They're all slightly just they go up every year. So and she was an all-star last year, most improved player as well in the league. So they've got they've got enough depth, um, like we talked about, post presence with Brianna Jones. JJ yep. can play on the block as well. Alyssa Thomas is gonna probably play some point this year with the mix with the combination of Courtney on the wing, Courtney Williams. And haven't even really mentioned much about Jasmine Thomas. Their key, the key to the, se- the, key, the key to their team is spacing. If they can keep everyone spaced out, they've got chemistry off the floor. They're all big fans of one another one another's game. But if they can space the floor effectively, um, they're they're going to be very hard to guard. They're going to be very hard to guard. We'll see about unders with them out of the gate. I would. Uh, maybe maybe it's like baseball. Like they might be a good under team out of the gate because they're still going to try and figure out how to play at a faster pace. So they might actually find themselves. So for a team, so they're going to open this weekend against New York. Mm -hmm. They know a faster pace advocates a team like New York who wants to get up, run and gun, shoot threes, keep the game moving and really out hustle their opponent. Well, when you play your first game of the season and you play, they're a younger team than Connecticut is. That's an opportunity for New York to throw them off their game. I think but in, mm-hmm. And I felt the same way about Atlanta. Atlanta hung around in the preseason game for three quarters. And I thought the Dream, the Dream are going to be really good going forward. They're, they've got they've got pieces. Tanisha's going to do a great job with that group. Um, yeah. But then once the Sun settled into their possessions, Kurt, Kurt Miller says it. It's, it's not just pace, but it's pace with intent. Yes. And playing in the half court, I think they'll still end up playing in the half court more than folks think. So we'll see. It's a work in progress. 
That game, by the way, from Sunday, finished 94 to 78. So pretty high scoring for a Connecticut Sun game. Yeah. So maybe that is a sign of the times. And that's what's tough, too, because the season is really short. So you can't afford to wait too many games to see how things are going. But I think I will try to see kind of how the Sun look before I start betting any totals on them. They're plus 350. I get it. I totally get it. I hope that they can make that happen in the postseason is where I'd like to see, obviously, the improvement. Um, but we'll have to see that kind of progress throughout the season. Before I let you go, who's who's your pick to win it? Who's your dark horse? I'll go first. I'll go first, so I'll give you a second here. Um, for me, my pick to win it, and I know it goes against the narrative of it's very difficult to win it back-to-back, but Chicago is stacked, including yeah. Candace Parker, okay? Um, finals MVP, Kalia Copper. Uh, assist champion Courtney Vandersloot, Alec Quigley's back. It looked like that was touch and go for a second, but they got them both back. And then, of course, Candace Parker. They have Emma Meesman, Copper, and Parker. That's three finals MVPs on their roster. That's veteran presence. That's defense. That's presence in the post. I just think the Chicago Sky team is loaded. So they're my pick to, to win. But my Dark Horse team that I kind of want to keep an eye on is the New York Liberty. I like wow. the New York Liberty, and I know I probably shouldn't like them as much as I do. But they have this young, fun team. They have the new coach from the Mercury who's made it to the postseason every year with them. Um, I mean, yeah, Sandy Brondello yep. led the Mercury to the 2014 title. She made the playoffs in all eight of her seasons with them. So I think that's going to be a huge step forward. And then we talk about Rookie of the Year, Michaela Onanwede. Thank you for teaching me how to say her last name from UCLA. Oh, and the veterans, Benijah Laney, Natasha Howard, Sammy Whitcomb. Benijah took huge steps forward last year. So yeah. they are my fun team, and they are much longer odds at most places. And at Bat Rivers, they're 25 to 1. So that's my who I think is going to win it and who my long shot is. What are yours? Okay. Um, I, have a, I have a job, Danielle. I'm going to pick Connecticut Sun to, to win, okay. the, win the title next year. And you year. can. They're at the top. Yeah. Like, look, they, they've got. <laughs> They've got all the pieces. It's uh, I know it's cliche, but it's unfinished business. They were they, they, you brought up the record. Their record in the playoffs, um, the last handful of years, is not great compared compared to their regular season record. They've got a lot of talent. They're going to have to manage it. And like you said, there's two ways of looking at it. They don't have a lot of time because once this season starts, they open. It's really weird how the schedule like was built. So they're going to play Saturday in mm -hmm. New York. Then they don't play again to the following Saturday. Our first game is against uh, – they're playing the L.A. Sparks at home. So that's a great first game. Liz Cambage back in the building. That'll be fun. Um, oh, yeah. And then they hit the ground running. They go to New York Tuesday. Then we're they got Indiana for two games in three days. Um, so it's going to start moving quick. And look, it's a Connecticut team that lost to Indiana twice last year. Like, how does that make any sense? Um, or maybe they split. I can't if you're remember. just joining us, Indiana was – dumpster fire last season yeah they weren't good not good at all yeah and that and look that was kind of on any given night a faster team could give the sun problems so yeah. that's why they want to pick up the pace in these games so they can make an on-the-fly adjustment okay if we need to have a game in which we have to outscore our opponent we're, we're not a liability and they had they, that they were liable on offense and the other thing too is they weren't tested very much last year like they they blew they won 14 games in a row to end the season all of them, but the exception of one. The only exception was the Sparks. It was a two-game uh, two series in three days. And Jonquil Jones had a baseline jumper to put him up four at the end. It wasn't even like a go-ahead jumper. But, like, that was it. Like, they, they were blowing teams out in that winning streak. They were beating Minnesota handedly. They beat Vegas by, I think, eight or nine points. It was not much of a challenge. Chicago yeah. was the team that gave them trouble in the regular season. 
That's why mm-hmm. I think Kirk goes back and looks at it and goes, okay, we got to make some adjustments here if we want to beat the top-tier teams in the league. So I like the Sun. I do. I think with AT back full season, Courtney Williams adds just so much energy and juice. As long as she's bought in, they'll be all right. And I know that can be – that that sounds easier said than done, but Courtney, I think – well, Courtney was, a, was an all-star, averaging close to 20 points a game last year in Atlanta. She wants to be back in a winning environment. She won here with Kurt Miller – Kurt Miller knows how talented she is. So I like, I really do like Connecticut. Um, they're at plus 400 right now. I want to wait a tad, see what it looks like out of the gate. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Sun. As a, as a dark horse team. Yeah. Anybody of, but the Sun. We're going to force your hand. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I, I can't, I, I probably shouldn't overreact too much to Minnesota, like in all their, their the moves they've made in the last few days yeah. with the waving, but. It would be a cool story if Sylvia Fowles won a championship in her final season. Her, I just I don't her, feel her good fifth, enough. I believe. Say it again. Yeah. Her fifth, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Right. So she's yeah, she's won her she's won her fair share already. Um but I'll stick I'll stick to what I brought up before. I think the LA Sparks have enough as long as they stay healthy and they stay committed on the defensive end, they need to mature a bit. You mentioned uh Jordan Canada. I'm a big fan of her game at the mm-hmm. guard position. If they can get some maturation from the guard spot as the year goes on, uh, Shanae and Neca are going to be a handful as long as they stay healthy. But Liz, that's a pretty that's a pretty strong front court if they can keep that all together. And I think with the way they play defensively, they're going to be a handful. Um, I think they can make the playoffs, and they're a team you wouldn't want to see in the first round. And for, for just as a quick shout for um, for MVP, I hinted at this too. Yeah. They, yeah. As, as, it's awful what's happening with Brittany Griner, but it opens the door for Skylar Diggins-Smith to take her game to another level. I really Skylar. Yeah. That's like, I would. that's not the name I would expect at all. Wow. Skylar Diggins-Smith um, for MVP. I think this is, this is, it's her time. She's been in the league now six, seven years. This is, uh, this is, if, if Phoenix is going to stay relevant, which the odds tell you they're going to be right in the mix to make the playoffs, she's going to be a big reason why. They have a new coach as well. So um, with with Beck, um, uh, sorry, I'm blanking on who they brought in uh, a coach with with Sandy out. Um, uh, Vanessa uh, and the Mercury. Yeah, Vanessa is now their coach. Yeah. So I um, I think it's a big year for Skyler to be the vocal point of their team. And with no Brittany in the meantime, I know Tina Charles is in the mix, no question. Diamond to Shields, they're. That's an excellent pickup for them. Um, yeah. This is this is a chance for Skyler to kind of take the baton from Diana Taurasi. I like it. It's interesting. It's a. De- I, I'm going to save this clip so that if you're right, we can go back and, and <laughs> celebrate it. Uh, I think Tina Charles is going to be mm. so fun to watch on this Mercury team. Uh, and also to your point, if you like the links, uh, Sylvia freaking fouls. I don't. I mean, in her final season, she's she was incredible last season. I was sad to hear that this is going to be her final season. So, lots and lots of great options. Of course, Brianna Stewart's going to be at the top of that list as well, especially if she's playing well. So, uh, that's going to be a lot more difficult market for me to get involved in. But yeah. as always, very excited to have you on as the season progresses and hear about how the Sun games are going. And honestly, I think the Sun are the most cohesive team. To your point, they have the chemistry. They get along really well, and you can tell when they play out there that they trust each other. So yeah. I do think that they have that going for them, and, and not every team does. So thank you so much to Brandon Glashine. You can check him out, of course, on Twitter, and uh, he'll be doing play-by-play for the Connecticut Sun. What else are you working on? The Sun uh, will be... So we're traveling this year, Danielle. We're traveling. We're on traveling! Yes. It's back. 
So uh, we'll be in Los Angeles at the end of the year in August. We are there for two game stretch because that's what they came to us last year. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of a lot of be my game at crypto. What's that? That's at crypto.com arena now instead of Staples. Yeah, looking forward to that. I've never been, so I'm I'm really excited. Um, And then I'm doing some stuff with Action Network and DraftKings throughout the course of the year. So. Looking forward to it, yeah, for traveling. It's going to be a busy summer. It's going to be really busy. So, we again, our first game is Los Angeles at home, the 14th. We're not doing this Saturday's game because it's on ESPN. So, mm. um, first game is the 14th, Shucks. and then we go to New York. We go to Indiana. Yeah, it'll be a busy summer. It'll be good. Well, hopefully we can get a hold of you again because <laughs> I appreciate it as always. Of course. <laughs> Uh, and thanks so much to you for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'll be back on Friday with a brand new show, and we'll talk about the four games in the WNBA going on to kick off the season.